0: embarking on a new adventure this is play on arrival a weekly video game forecast brought to you by rpgera.com here at play on arrival we'll be running down the biggest and hottest games releasing each week talking about the new releases we've been playing since we last spoke and looking ahead to the most anticipated games releasing next week i'm your host brian and joining me on the show this morning he is the host of the media files every friday it is kyle good morning brian Good morning, Kyle, and uh welcome to Play on Arrival, episode one. The panel did happy pretty to well be last year.
1: Yeah. Bunch of b- bunch of bunch of guys sitting around talking about video games. What could be better?
0: Yeah, what could be better? It's like we uh you know, it's like we, you know,
1: used to do this or something. You know, it's like we uh, got some experience in this field. A
0: <laughs> couple industry vets, really. Industry vets, yeah. If we were industry vets, we'd be at PAX East oh man that's next year next year maybe maybe and then joining us for episode one you heard him if you listened to the pilot episode last week as well won't be here every week but uh at least the next two he is the co-host of blood and destroyers and all the wrestling podcast every monday it's sev
2: That sound like a fret he won't be here every week afternoon afternoon brian <laughs> afternoon kyle
0: good they, after won't, man, they,
2: won't, they won't let me on here all the time just uh yeah you're always patience. welcome buddy
1: Oh, thank you. We just, in, little, we just don't
0: record on Sunday afternoons that often.
1: A little European sensibility to the to the discussion?
0: Sensibility?
1: No. So, well, European, at the very least.
0: Yeah, European. Like but we don't part of Europe anymore. Seven sensibility does not go hand in hand. So. <laughs> Sounds like a book. Just listen to Blood and Destroyers. <laughs> <laughs> Special shout out to Occam's Laser for me to join the music you hear today during the show. Man, that new theme. Kyle, I sent you the intro theme that we're using. It's it's so good. Oh, yeah, it's a good Go one. Go check them out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You won't be disappointed. Now that we are live everywhere, please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind for Play on Arrival. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've used and, uh, you've chosen to listen to us on and leave us a quick rating and review. It really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this brand new show will skyrocket and hopefully uh, pick up an audience. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well if you've been listening to any of RPG Era's content in the past. Patreon.com forward slash RPG Era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes, as they upload you to as well. And of course, special shout-out to current executive producers, Jexax and ZanKu.
1: Here's, here's what we got to do. Yeah. Everybody listen to the show. Tell anybody you know that likes video games about it. Be like, hey, there's a bunch of idiots. They sit around, they talk about video games. As many people as we can get listen to the show, make us one of the most popular video game podcasts on the internet. We mm-hmm. go to PAX East. We yeah. record a live, a live play on Arrival in front of all the folks. We recap all the PAX games. And then that's how we know we
0: made it. And then we have one more thing at the end of the podcast, and we reveal the biggest game ever. Oh, man. Wouldn't that be cool? And it's just if we some had stupid a live show, game. we had it's just some stupid uh, Sev game that only he cares about.
2: I was gonna say, just say, uh, tell your friends about the podcast. Say Sev's on it; and they'll, they'll all listen.
0: <laughs> they'll all come listen. There you go. Everyone it, it, Sev.
1: We pair with a small indie developer. We announce it live on stage. The live play on arrival show. Oh my god! The
0: dream that we've had since we've been doing podcasts through Level Down Games and RPG Era for a long time. Do a live show. Just never, yeah, just never panned out. <laughs> Yeah, Well, we've done a live show. I've I've done a live um Max level in the past with Frank, but never done like a live in person or in with an audience. I should say. Right?
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. We need a we need a full auditorium at yeah, PAX. That'd be, sick. that'd be sick. That'd be fun.
2: Yeah, at the moment it'd just be me with foam fingers and a
1: hat. <laughs> uh,
0: <woo-woo. laughs>
1: What else do we need, really?
0: Well, you know what it would be like, Sev? It'd be like the the pandemic era of AEW. Kyle and Good, I would yeah. be in the ring, buffed on our ass, and you'd be sitting in the front row like the guns, trying to get everybody hyped up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need a. Uh, I feel like we need a sound clip as we transition into current conditions. You know, my my high pitched "What's new with you?" just isn't going to cut it anymore. So I might have to find some sort of uh, some sort of audio cue as we move into current conditions. For those that might be checking out Play on Arrival for the first time, current conditions are where we will kind of just talk about the games that we have been playing over the past seven days since we last spoke on the show. And this week, we get to kick off with a very timely game, the biggest release this week actually, as we're coming off and entering a new week. Kyle, you jumped immediately in to Resident Evil 4 Remake.
1: I sure have, man. I'm knees deep into this spooky little Spanish village with all these, what do they call (laughs) them, Ganados? I don't know what they're called. A bunch (laughs) of... <laughs> crazy hillbillies with pitchforks and knives and hatchets. And uh, man, I, I've i talked about this before on the Max Level podcast, but I I'm a big fan of the Resident Evil series. I like Resident Evil games. One of my favorite games of all time is Resident Evil 2. I just love that game to death. And, uh, Resident Evil 4, I think, is probably, like, the highest revered Resident Evil game. This is the one that people look most fondly back on, I
0: think. I think that's safe to say.
1: Yeah. I, um, I've played it before. I played it back on the Wii, I think. I think I had the Wii edition of Resident Evil 4. And I've tried to play it, and I didn't love it. I did not love Resident Evil 4 when I first played it. Uh, I... I don't know how far into the game I got. I definitely got pretty far because I know exactly the moment of the game that I stopped. And have you guys ever played 4? Have you gotten through the game? Yes.
0: Seth, okay. probably not, but yes, for me.
2: I can tell you exactly where I stopped. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the, the title <laughs> screen.
0: Yeah, no, I, got, when it goes, I got into the boom. house
2: and, uh, yeah, I found a dead police officer. And I was like, yeah, someone's going to jump out. I like, no, stopped.
0: And that was that, huh? <laughs> yeah,
2: that
1: was about five Yeah, that's right in. after the f- opening cutscene, yeah. <laughs> Uh okay, so I stopped originally in the game. There is you're in some really big church, you've got the president's daughter, what's her name? Ashley. Yep. And there is this mechanism that you have to spin on the ground, and these cultists are coming at you kind of in waves.
0: I know exactly where you have to, stopped.
1: Yeah, you have to boost Ashley up to get over here to open a thing, and you're spinning this giant, almost sundial looking type lever on the ground while these cultists are continually coming at you in waves. That's that is exactly the moment that I stopped. I've I've not reached it there again yet. I'm on chapter three, and I believe there's th- sixteen chapters total. Yes, there are. So I think I got pretty deep into the game, maybe halfway into the game or so originally. Uh, I'll let you know exactly what chapter it is when I get there, and that's when you're we'll on know
0: chapter three, three now. Get- yes. Okay. Because I know I. I- I've played Resident Evil before, like Resident Evil Four, so it wasn't going to get spoiled for me. I don't think they changed any story elements to my knowledge. It doesn't so. seem
1: like it so far. I'll say that everything that I've done up to this point has been relatively familiar.
0: Yeah, just updated visuals, right? Updated gameplay mechanics. Updated Correct. World. Leon.
1: Leon doesn't control like an absolute doofus anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah. That was always a struggle.
1: Yeah, I will say I think this game is slightly more difficult than I remember it being. But I think that's you know you. You'd think it'd be easier. You update the controls, you make Leon easier to control, and you're going to get maybe an easier experience. But they also updated the AI a little bit. Now, the AI is still cheesable. There are a couple times where I've been cheesing some of these some of these enemies and
0: are you still just fighting villagers with like pitchforks and farm equipment and chainsaws maybe up to this point yes okay so you are still probably less than 33 percent of the way in
1: oh yeah i'm only on chapter three this game has like 66 or i'm sorry 16 chapters yeah so i'm only on chapter three i've only i've only put in just over two hours so far uh but it is really beautiful It is a really well-made game. The lighting effects and the fire effects are super cool. The blood that splatters when you get a real clean headshot and the head just, I mean, turns to smithereens. Um, (laughs) They did change, I want to say the animation of, I mean, obviously all the animations are redone, but some of the ways that the villagers decide to get back up after you've killed them, I want to say is slightly different. And I want to say that it's also slightly more generous with the drops off of Dead Villagers now than the original was. I can't can't confirm if that's true. You're just playing on standard or did you bump up? I'm playing on standard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the AI is better originally than it was back then. And I want to say that these attacks from the villagers are a little bit more aggressive than they used to be as well. So I'm having a little bit more of a difficult experience. This is not a complaint. I'm actually quite enjoying it. The initial village that you go into and meet the villagers where there's they're all standing around. They burn yeah. the guy at the stake. Uh-huh. Uh, that village took me a couple tries. I want to say it took me maybe three tries to get through it initially. I I fell a few. So it did take me a few tries again. Not a complaint. I actually really enjoyed it. And I do play this in tandem with my wife who sits next to me on the couch. Yeah, I was going to
0: ask if she's been
1: watching the entire time. She's been loving the entire thing because this game is so corny. It is so silly with the dialogue. (laughs) Leon says the goofiest crap, and it was in the original. They kept it in here. He says the dumbest, silliest lines. And it makes for such an enjoyable experience. She has been dying laughing watching this game. So it's nice. been it's been really, really fun. I'm not super far into it yet, but I am glad that I picked it up and I'm glad that I'm putting time into it because I've been enjoying the hell out of it.
0: Yeah, I have it sitting in an envelope right now. I got it from Gamefly yesterday as a time of recording. It came on Saturday. Uh, both it and Atelier Ryza 3 arrived in the mail yesterday. So uh, I will get to those soon. I think man it sucks because with <laughs> with me sticking to one game at a time like by the time I'm ready to move on and like going to move to the next game that I was going to do something else comes out that I was like damn I should probably just bump this up to the number one spot like I think I'm going to jump into Resident Evil 4 after I finish Scars Above um, because I really want to play RE4
1: (laughs) it's man you're going to love it I really do think that you're going to fall in love with it oh I know I am
0: I'm a big fan of 4
1: even though you know the story you know the story beats playing it from this new updated perspective is still a blast it's very very fun and I and it is clicking with me a lot better this time around maybe it was the controls originally it that may didn't have work been really
0: super well it may have been I would love to I would love to hear you talk about your experience playing um the original Shenmue I wish you would do that you, you know I
1: I think about it now too and one of the things that I hated Rio'd, so much
0: he re- fucking controls like a goddamn tank dude <laughs> oh yeah well one
1: of the things I hated so much about the original is that it's You know over half of the game is an Escort mission yes it is and That bothered the hell out of me Especially because escort missions now Or games with companions now are Done so much better yeah Uh, so much Like God of War games like Bioshock Infinite where the companions are Actually helpful and not worthless Little you know the the entire game is Jabu Jabu's belly from Ocarina of Time Yeah where you're taking care of This really helpless worthless Companion that you just have to (laughs) babysit The whole time and that that always bothered me. So I'm going to see, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how I like it this time around. We'll see.
0: I was watching, uh, Michael Damiani it a bit on the easy allies Twitch channel the other day and, uh, he was, ex- well, it might be a slight spoiler. So I'll be careful with what I say. Um, cause he was further in than you are, but the world itself seemed to be significantly more open than I remember. And that excites me. It's, I haven't gotten to that point. So I, yes. I've, I've, that's, that, that's like, why I had, that's why I had to, look, yeah. cause I was going to say what he was doing and I stopped. Right. So,
1: yeah. Wait, wait until I get to that point. And we'll see how it how it goes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that. I think he's probably in like the the back third of the game. So, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to jumping into Resident Evil Four. It's all I've seen people streaming on Twitch. It's all I've heard people talking about. Justin bought it upstairs, my roommate. He's been playing it. Um, everybody's back in RE4. We're back on the Resident Evil train, I should say. We're back in it. Yeah. Except for me, because I haven't jumped back in yet.
1: And Capcom Capcom can, can continues to kill it, man. Every single release of theirs they recently over the course of the past five years or so has just been gold.
0: They do, they do. Um so I didn't get a chance to finish Scars Above because I also have been putting and I and I guess I'll flip these around um and how I had them laid out because I have been putting quite a bit of time into and going into against my own rule WWE 2K23 now the reason that I went against my own rule and I'm playing two games simultaneously instead of just focusing on one is because WWE 2K23 is not a single player game right it's right, not a right. a game with a, a beginning a middle and an end now granted Sev you could probably argue that WWE 2K23 can be finished right If you if you go through my rise and you go through the showcase mode, all that's left to do then is like, you know, online stuff or single player, just one on one matches. Like There's no. Yeah, there's no story content or anything new that you would see at that point. So I guess it could be argued that I probably could count this game in the future once once I'm done with my rise, both. And I would have to say both chapters, right? Men and women's to count it and showcase mode. I think that should be like the criteria for for this type of game.
2: I think I just counted showcase mode last year when I did
0: the Did you? And, and that would be fair because I, I think credits roll after a showcase mode, do they not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's the mode that gets your credits. So that's the one to count it. Absolutely. Um, but I, I've been kind of justifying it because I did say at the beginning of the year, right, like MLB The Show comes out this week. I'm going to play that simultaneously with other games because I love the show. When sports games come out, which I'm considering WWE a sports game here, um, I will play those concurrently with other things. So I haven't been putting as much time into Scars Above over the last week as I thought I would because Scars Above is relatively short, which we'll get to shortly. A lot of shorts there, like Dan's on the show. But (laughs) WWE 2K23, Seth, I was talking to you about it. Before we clicked record and I was wishing we would have just clicked record because it was good content. I'm going to try to remember a lot of the content that we said. Uh, is a very good game. I think it's probably my favorite WWE game that 2K has released. The graphical updates this year are really nice, especially in the the lighting department. Things just look and feel more realistic now during entrances and during matches, which is a huge bonus. Um, But it's the content that they added this year that is really sticking out to me, right? So... With MyRise, just like last year, you have two stories, a men's and a women's. And this year, you can import your created superstars into MyRise and play as them. And they're not held to the limitations of MyRise mode. So when you would create somebody in MyRise to go through the story, remember you would only have like five entrances to choose from, like five generic, you know, Signature moves Five generic Finisher moves That kind of stuff Right like You had to just pick What was given to you Because you're supposedly A a fresh person And you don't have Options or whatever If you load in Your created superstar They just go by What that So like I put Jamie Hayter For the women's MJF for the men's and I'm just been I've just been playing the women so far and you know Jamie comes out with her coat and her entrance is a hundred percent almost mirrored to her AEW entrance you know not following any of the limitations that my rise imposes on the created superstars so that's really cool um I was telling you the way that they did my rise this year. I, I, and that's the mode that I've been sinking the most time into because I really, really have gotten invested into just becoming the character and trying to live the life of a superstar. And right now it is Jamie Hader, as I said, Um, but there are dialogue options as you are going through some of the, the scenes in the backstage area and elsewhere, because it doesn't just take place in the backstage area, but you will be presented with different, Forks in the road with a fork going to the left and a fork going to the right. And those points of the story change everything moving forward. So there are a lot of different and especially with probably the first fork, I would assume, which takes place in like the first hour of my rise. I would assume that one sets you off on a completely different path than the one I went on. I was telling you the option that you're chosen. Right. So in, in the female version, it's called the legacy you are playing a created female wrestler following in the footsteps of her famous aunt and her famous aunt was a wrestler back in the attitude era of WWE in the late nineties and early two thousands, a created made up person, which is one of my issues with my rise is that they don't just use people that actually were in WWE. They made up people for storyline purposes, Um, which bugs me because it takes me out of the element a little bit, right? It, It breaks the realism somewhat.
2: Yeah, that's something they've always lent on. Like they do, I think they do it with every like My Rise
0: story. They do, and it sucks. I don't like it. I yeah. wish they would just use people that were in WWE. Um, which you think they would, but they don't. So you're 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 following the footsteps of your famous and her name is Justine, and she is a former tag team partner of Molly Holly. But also her most famous feud is generally considered against Molly Holly as well. After they broke up as a tag team. Um, I was telling you she kind of reminds me of Victoria, but I don't know that she's 100% modeled after her. Anyway, your first choice, you debut at Survivor Series in November, and you are presented with two options. WWE Management wants you to honor the legacy of your aunt by wearing gear inspired by Justine. However, you designed your own gear and want to stand out and, and you know, not follow in the footsteps of your aunt and just make your name off of, of her accomplishments. So your option is wear the inspired gear or wear your own gear. I chose to wear my own gear and stand out. And in the first three minutes of my debut, I was injured and, you know, people were pissed off at me that I screwed up and WWE management was pissed off that I didn't wear my inspired gear of my aunt. Uh, and I had a pretty rough start and a pretty rough several storylines after that because I got knocked all the way down to the bottom. I wonder, had I worn the inspired gear, would I not have gotten injured? Would the storyline completely be different? Right? Like, would mm-hmm. I would I have been able to remain on SmackDown instead of just, you know, having to go wrestle on, on house shows and make an appearance in NXT 2.0? So that kind of stuff is really cool, right? Because not only does it mean that you are making some sort of actual decisions, but if you decide to replay it, you might have a completely different experience right completely different storylines completely different thing and it it is something that has honestly crossed my mind like I plan to play through and finish the women's I'm on the third section I guess right now Um, and I'm not going to spoil it since it's so fresh and a lot of people are playing through the story right now but I'm on the third section of, of like groups of stories I guess You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about when you jump into the game because if you go into the storyline section of the options menu, it's broken up into, like, push R1 to go to the right, push R1 to go to the left, right? And then each, they're, mm-hmm. they're categorized. So I'm in the third section of, of story content right now. Um, I don't know how many there are. I have no idea. But I've heard that my rise for the women and the men each are about 25 hours long for 50 hours total. Okay. So it's very lengthy. <laughs> A uh, lot of content here, but I'm going to tell you what, man, like I said, probably my favorite WWE 2K game since 2K took over. And I think for fans of wrestling games, for those of us that you know, are, are bigger fans of AEW right now, obviously you and I do a blood, uh, an AEW wrestling podcast called Blood and Destroyers. Um, we are waiting for AEW Fight Forever to release later this year. Mm-hmm. This is the game that I think is going to hold people over. This is a very good wrestling game
2: yeah after you after you talking to me about it earlier and you talking to me about it again then i am currently um scanning amazon and the local (laughs) game shops to see where i can pick it up at the cheapest price i think i'm just gonna have to buy the bullet and get it yeah it does sound really good yeah
0: i think you should and honestly man i i encourage you to take a similar route right import somebody that you like from AEW or or from another promotion and and take them through the story mode because it's insanely fucking fun nice nice and then for, for universe mode, I'm going to be trying to resurrect ECW, um, like a modern version of ECW. Heyman leaves WWE and has the funding to bring ECW back, right? So that's going to be a lot of fun as well, I think. But I haven't actually started on that yet, outside of just creating the the universe itself. So, um, But I have been, like I said, putting a lot of time into that over the last week, which has meant I did not finish Scars Above as I anticipated doing. Now, Scars Above, it's funny that you're playing... Returnal, uh, Sev, you were telling me yeah. before, um, we recorded that you bought two games, Returnal and something else. I don't remember Strangers the other of one. Paradise. Strangers of Paradise. Yeah. Final Fantasy Origins, which yeah. honestly is, uh, is a pretty good game that I enjoyed last year. And I just saw DLC is releasing for it soon. Maybe okay. already out. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but Scars Above wants to be three different games, I feel like. It wants to be Mass Effect. It wants to be anything developed by FromSoft. And it wants to be Returnal. Okay. It doesn't really nail any of those three, right? But taking elements from all three of those franchises, they they've put together a very average at best experience. I'm not hating my time. With Scars Above. And it's nice that the game isn't super long. There's only six chapters. And I'm at the end of chapter, or I think the end of chapter four. So I should have two left. Um, how Long to Beat has this game at like seven hours or something like that. It's not a lengthy commitment. Um, so the elements of, of Mass Effect that it, it, that it brings... Obviously, with with some of the gunplay and the combat. But also because you are exploring and and getting to somewhat explore a a very alien planet. But this planet... The inhabitants on it, which you find out, and this is, and anything I say is not going to be spoilers or scars above, because everything that I say will, will have, you will have known in the first 30 minutes of the game, um, this planet was basically wiped out, the people that lived on it, and the person or entity that was responsible for wiping them out is called the Construct, or, the no, the Construct is is a boss, the Custodian. The Custodian is the one that, that wiped out everything, and it's very much a storyline based on the Reapers in Massive. Effect, right. OK. Very, very similar story elements with the Reapers coming in to wipe out humanity or at least attempt to. Right. The, the Reapers were these um, intelligent beings that would traverse the universe and 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 take out intelligent life forms as they got too powerful or some shit like that. Um, Seems to be the case here. Elements of FromSoft. There are pillars that you have to activate, which act as your beacons upon activating a pillar. All enemies and everything reset. Um. You have a certain number of charges that you are able to heal yourself with that you can get more of throughout the game by finding them in the world in chests or taking an option in your skill tree as you unlock ability points. Um, So you have like your your healing potions, right, that you can inject yourself with. It's kind of like a, a syringe that she sticks in her neck. Um, but it's like your, your dark souls or your bloodborne or Elden ring, whatever your healing items, right. That you can have Mm -hmm. so many of and replenish, but you can also replenish all of your health and all of your ammo and all of your healing items when you activate a pillar, but the enemies will come back. Barriers do not though. And there are what I like to consider dark soul shortcuts, right? Like you open up areas back to previous pillars and You have to initially take the long way around, but when you get to somewhere, you'll open up a door or take down a laser field or something. And lo and behold, there's a pillar that you saw like 30 or 45 minutes ago. So there are shortcuts. And then Returnal, because this game just looks exactly like Returnal. Like, it's not as pretty as (laughs) Returnal, right?
1: Just graphically just looks like Returnal.
0: It looks like Returnal. You're playing as a female main character. Very similar setup to Returnal, right? Crash landed on this, well, crash landed by force on this alien planet. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's not stuck in a time loop, but... uh, um, the game, like the world itself, it looks like a lot of areas in Returnal. Um, so I, I, I've gotten elements of all three of those games while playing through it. I'm probably, I don't know, like I said, I'm probably taking a little bit longer, just like I did with Atomic Heart, because I'm not super good at shooters. Um, and because this game is mostly gunplay, there are some enemies that I have just been getting decimated by when I when I see them. It's it's a challenging game. It it has some of the FromSoft difficulty to it but um the further in you get this the easier it definitely gets as well like the balance is off as you unlock more health spots right so where you can heal more often and survive and as you get deeper into the skill tree you can unlock an ability where I think her name is Kate she's able to withstand a hit that would otherwise kill her which gives her a second chance um you're able to increase her health and increase some of the things that just make things significantly easier so um Seb just sent me a picture, bought WWE 2K23. <laughs> <I> did. It's like a
2: WrestleMania weekend, isn't it? Let's do it.
0: Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Um, scars Above is sitting at a 66 on Open Critic. Yeah. That's about right. Okay. I feel that's right, yeah. That's about right. I would I would probably have scored this at a six-five or a seven if I was still writing reviews and leaning probably closer towards a six-five. Okay. Um, not that I hate it, right? Six five I still consider to be playable. The, the playable like, yeah. I don't Game you know, with if, some if, fun parts. If it's but less can be than an eight right? for me, that doesn't necessarily mean bad, like it does for most people. Or if it's less than a nine, mm-hmm. it means bad. Um anything above a six, I think, is worth at least checking out to see if it interests you. There have been a lot of games. On Open Critic, even in even in the 50s, to an extent that I still found things to like and enjoy about. But generally, if it's in the 60s or above, I I usually think, okay, there's at least got to be something there. Because that means there are some people that rated it a seven or an eight or even a nine. Right. So some people definitely liked it. Um, and again, I, I like it. I don't hate it, but it's very mediocre. It's very generic and it doesn't do anything special. So if I that's wasn't what I, That's how I describe though, myself to most
1: people. Yeah.
0: And then, then you know, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think you should give yourself a little bit more credit than,
1: than Scarlet. Very above. generic. Yeah. Very mediocre. Doesn't do anything special. <laughs> you want to hear but, a true story? I was sure. at the gym uh, a couple nights ago and there's a spot in my gym where they set up like demonstrations for local health clinics and whatever, you know, or, you know, sometimes somebody's got like energy drinks or pre-workout, whatever. So they, these people were doing like cryotherapy, like, the, like ice therapy for people's muscles. And you could do this free demonstration. And I was standing kind of next to them and the lady turns around and goes, okay, are you ready? And I said, ready for what? I just, I'd stood there like for 10 seconds and she goes, Didn't you want to do this ice thing? And I was like, not not particularly, no. And she was like, oh, sorry. I thought I thought I had just spoken to you a minute ago. And she goes, oh, it was that guy over there. And it was just some generic looking white dude.
0: And I was like, oh. I was like,
1: so so you just saw generic vanilla white guy. And I was like, oh, this must be him. And she started laughing. She goes, oh, yeah. Like, hey, come here, Kyle. And I was like, oh, man, why'd you have to say that? That's actually my name. And she's like, shut up. No, it's not. And I was like, yeah, I swear it is.
0: <laughs> I'm as generic as they come buddy you are now, now that you said that you definitely are <laughs> but that's why you spell your name with an I now that's right yeah <laughs> Kyle with an I <laughs> but that scars above I don't think it's anything special uh, if I wasn't kind of intrigued by where the story was going to end up i probably would have stopped by now um but i sort of want to see what happens at the end of this game to see if it is exactly like mass effect or not i think that's my biggest intrigue but okay, uh okay. Spe- speaking of story content completely turning me off did either of you watch that crime rock a city trailer i dropped in Discord no, last no night? that i wasn't gonna play it anyways well i thought about it right star-studded cast right a lot of hollywood actors in that game chuck norris um it sort of had some some GTA vibes, but my god, does that gameplay look fucking generic as hell? Yeah, it looks bad. I'm not even gonna gameplay it. Like that's that's a straight pass for me. All right, yeah. Straight a few pass.
2: snippets we saw in the uh, in the original trailer were enough for me to go, "Yeah, I'm not playing this." So. Yeah,
0: I I deleted it off my game fly queue, removed it off my my release radar that I keep in Google Docs. It's and completely over that one, so I will not be paying attention to that. I'll still talk about it, right? In a in the show when we need to for the, for the forecast, but I'm not going to play it. And speaking of that'll be the end of the current conditions this week. We need to jump to the seven day forecast. It is a surprisingly busy week. Uh, Obviously, as I talked about in the pilot episode last week on max level, we used to just focus on six games. I did say whenever there were more games, we would include them. We have nine games releasing this week and there are more than that. This is just what I thought was the most interesting and talk about. That doesn't make any sense uh, discussion worthy games for, for us here on, on play on arrival. Ones that I thought we would be intrigued by. Um, but there are, there are a plethora of games releasing this week. So very busy week. Game number one coming on Monday to PC and Nintendo switch. Nine Years of Shadows A fateful night of sorrow and ancient magic changed the life of a young child forever and with it everything else as mankind knew it For nine long years the world has been submerged in the deepest of shadows robbing every object and living creature of their color their joy and most importantly hope Many brave souls have tried to venture inside the corrupting depths of Talos Castle a long abandoned orphanage from which this curse stemmed All have failed except for one Armed with little other than her halberd and sheer nerve Europa's daunting quest is clear Enter the castle find the source of darkness and return color to the lands before it is too late this is a metroidvania and it looks pretty dope
1: it looks pretty cool it's got a neat little art style to it yeah um some really cool environments that you can get into i i think it looks neat
0: yeah i think it looks really cool as well i've had this on my radar for a little while now um it was announced several years ago i think it's been on my radar for for a while i'm glad it's finally dropping i will likely jump into this at some point i've, I've been intrigued by it
2: yeah i think it looks nice
0: Game number two coming on Tuesday to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch will be playable on day one via Xbox Game Pass and will be taking over my life as it does every year. MLB The Show 23. MLB The Show 23 gets you closer than ever to living your baseball dreams on the diamond. Shock the game and own the system with your favorite players, your favorite rivalries, and all your favorite MLB moments. Yeah, I'll be in. I'll be in there. Dan and I just had our uh, fantasy baseball draft last night Nice for our for our league that he's been running for like 15 some odd years now, maybe longer than that. Um, He's been doing this league since a couple years after we graduated high school in 2004, and it's mostly just people that he knew either from high school or that he met through his now wife. Um, and one of the dudes stopped doing it last year, so I took over his team and, and just you know, now in this league, uh, got third place last year, and uh, we're gonna shoot for better this year.
2: <laughs> but Johnny that's
0: the highest that guy's team's ever placed since I when I took it over. I think the highest before nice. that was fourth, so I, I did one better. <laughs> But yeah, uh, you guys know how much time I put into MLB The Show each year. For the past two years in a row, right, 21 and 22, is when I really started getting invested because of Game Pass, and I am so happy that Microsoft appears to just have this locked going forward for Game Pass. I hope it continues. If I never have to buy the show again, I will be so happy. It's a good. Game I Pass will game.
1: continue to not buy the show again.
0: Yeah, and you won't even download it. I won't. You won't. You won't. Game number three, also coming on Tuesday to PC, Terra Nil. Terra Nil is an intricate environmental strategy game about transforming a barren wasteland into a thriving, balanced ecosystem. Bring life back to a lifeless world by purifying soil, cleaning oceans, planting trees, and reintroducing wildlife, then leave without a trace. This game looks dope.
1: Yes. Uh, this is also coming to mobile devices, which is likely where it I'll is. be playing it. Um, oh yeah,
0: you said it was coming to Netflix.
1: It will be on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, and that's where I'll be downloading and playing this game.
0: I probably will pick this up on PC. Um, this looks like a very good city building sim, and I like so the premise: cool. terraform, get a get a you know planet back to where it needs to be, introduce wildlife again, and then leave without a trace. Right? You're some ancient, or I'm sorry, some advanced technological civilization. I'm guessing, right? And you can save planets. That's kind of cool. It's very cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Sev, you gonna play it?
1: Yeah,
2: definitely can check it. If it's on Netflix, I'll definitely check it out. It looks chill. Yeah. I like
0: it. Game number four coming on Thursday to PC. We actually just saw this at the Future Game Spring Showcase this past Thursday, which I was live for over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash RPGR. If you want to check out the reaction, Ravenbound. Fear everything and nothing for death brings you closer to victory in this challenging open world roguelite. As the vessel of an ancient power, you must use steel and skill to complete your mission in a dangerous fantasy world inspired by Scandinavian folklore. It looks okay. I don't okay, think so it looks amazing.
1: Originally I thought this was gonna be that Metroidvania Crow Sworn. That's what I thought this was. Raven okay. band crow yeah. sworn. Uh-huh, it's not. Uh-huh. I, and I kickstarted. I I pledged to a crow Sworn. I, I was really excited for a second. I thought this was gonna be that, it's not a bug. <laughs> <fun. laughs>
0: Oh man, I don't even know what happened to that game. Is it still must still be in development?
1: Yeah, I get I get update emails from them every now and then. Yeah.
0: Nice, nice. I don't know that I will play Ravenbound though. I, I don't kinda I, I, I like the Scandinavian folklore-inspired stuff, right? I mean that that that's cool, but that's that's pretty much it. Game number five, coming on Thursday to PC Xbox Series and Nintendo Switch, and will be playable via Xbox Game Pass. Infinite Guitars. The Metal War machines have reawakened, and only your electric guitar can turn their technology against them. Gather up your party, tune up your favorite acts, and get ready to rock in Infinite Guitars a rhythm RPG featuring vibrant anime-inspired art, adrenaline-fueled mech battles, and a blazing original soundtrack. I think this game appeals to all three of us. Yeah, this looks very cool. It is a rhythm-based RPG, so Kyle, I know you like rhythm-based games. I love those rhythm-based games. Sev, I know you're a big fan of mech battles. I am. <laughs> and obviously, I'm a big fan of the uh, the metal genre of music and, uh, and anime itself. So I think this game speaks to all three of us. I likely will be downloading this on Thursday via Game Pass. Because why wouldn't you?
1: Why wouldn't you? Yep, yeah, I definitely am.
0: Game number six, also coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, Xbox series, and Nintendo Switch, Lunark. Uncover the dark origin of humanity's new home and the truth about yourself in this epic sci-fi adventure. Set on a distant planet ruled by a totalitar- totali- yeah, that's right, totalitarian regime. Um, I thought I said that wrong for a second. Lunark is a modern take on the 2D cinematic platformer genre of the 90s. As Leo, a courier with unique abilities and a mysterious past, you'll run, jump, hang, climb, roll, and shoot through gorgeously animated pixel-art artist- environments ranging from a dystopian megapolis to eerie caves to an alien forest this game looks pretty cool dude it it looks neat it looks interesting yeah yeah it doesn't look bad i don't know it doesn't look bad i don't know that it's anything i would ever buy right but if this maybe appeared on game pass in the future or playstation plus i might give it a shot right yeah i might give this a shot i don't know that i'd buy it though Game number seven. I am very interested in, and I think I may buy after the uh, the in depth look at it at the future game showcase coming on Thursday. To PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Dredge. Captain your fishing trawler to explore a collection of remote isles and their surrounding depths to see what lies below. Sell your catch to the locals and complete quests to learn more about each area's troubled past. Outfit your boat with better equipment to trawl deep sea trenches and navigate to far off lands. But keep an eye on the time. You might not like what finds you in the dark. This is a Lovecraftian Mm -hmm. inspired world where the monsters in the water when it gets dark are like Cthulhu and shit. (laughs) So um, this looks really cool, dude. This looks like a really fun game. What did you guys think of this one during the showcase? If you remember it.
2: I remember it, yeah I think it was one of the one of the better trailers uh, for me um, at the showcase I'm not sure if it's going to be a little too scary though it um, yeah, doesn't I'm seem down,
0: like down. it would be too scary. I don't know. It yeah, I, d- like I has, didn't really get that. Yeah. That I, I was actually going to say, were you awake during this trailer, Kyle? I remember you uh, You took a nice snooze during the Future game Showcase.
1: Well, and I was watching it on my phone, too, so like I wasn't typing the entire time, but I did see most of the trailers. <laughs> I do think this one looks super cool. Yeah, it does. This, yeah, if this one gets a good score, it's something I'm going to jump into, likely.
0: Yeah, I was very impressed by this one. Game number eight, we got two left coming on Thursday to PC, including PC VR, PS5, including PS5, uh, I'm sorry, PlayStation VR 2, it's not PS5 VR 2, Xbox Series and Nintendo Switch. The Last Worker, an immersive narrative adventure centered around a lone worker's last stand in an increasingly automated world, a unique blend of work simulation and stealth strategic gameplay set in a lonely, oppressive, but strangely beautiful environment with characters designed by comics legend Mick McMahon, featuring an all-star cast. And Kyle, you have to let me know. I've heard of at least two of these people. Okay. Featuring an all-star, and it's the last two. Jason Isaacs.
1: Yeah, Jason Isaacs is, uh, uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in the OA on Netflix, which I'm a big fan of. I like Jason Isaacs a lot. He was in a Marvel movie, too. I can't
0: remember which one, but. Olafur Dari Olofsson.
1: Yes, Olafur Olofsson. I'm not super familiar with. I'm
0: going to get on that. Claire Hope Ashity? Don't know that one. David Hewlett.
1: David Hewlett, he was in The Sandman most recently. Uh, he's a. He's was a he the bridge. main
0: character in The Sandman?
1: No, 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 no. He oh, okay. is the. He's this older guy with a funny looking mouth. I know that's a weird description, <laughs> but as soon as you recognize <laughs> who oh. he is. Um, okay. Oh, Olaf or Olafson was in The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That's where I recognize him from. Um, okay. But he is in one of the. Oh, wait. No, no, I'm thinking of a different Hewlett. Never mind. David Hewlett? Yeah. I'm thinking of a different guy. This guy's from Stargate. I don't know this guy.
0: Zelda Williams. That's Robin Williams' daughter. Robin Williams' daughter. Yep. Uh-huh. yep. And then Tommy Earl Jenkins who I'm very familiar with
1: yeah Tommy L Jenkins is great
0: yeah this is a pretty good cast um definitely some some recognizable names and David
1: Thewlis was the guy I was thinking of never mind oh there you go there you go
0: this is my next PSVR2 guy I think um I was intrigued by the last worker when we first saw it whether it was last year or the year before in a showcase somewhere. Uh, I thought it looked fun. I thought it was a fun story to tell. Um, Seemed like it would be interesting gameplay wise. But now that it's coming to VR, I think I'm in. I think this could be really fun in in VR. So I will likely buy this on Thursday for PSVR 2. And then our final game this week, coming on Friday to Nintendo Switch, a game that I am also extremely interested in. I put this in Discord and tagged Bedroth the other day. Xiao Mei and the Flame Dragon's Fist. Save your sister from the darkness in this authentic 16-bit kung fu action game, releasing outside Japan for the first time. Xiao Mei and the Flame Dragon's Fist pays homage to retro kung fu games from the 80s and 90s. You play as Kung Fu heroine Xiao Mei, who embarks on a journey to save her elder sister, Xiao Yin, from the evil influence of the Dark Dragon. Punch, kick, and unleash the Flame Dragon's fist at enemies, stopping you from saving your sister. This looks like uh, Kung Fu on the NES to an extent. This looks really cool.
1: I love Kung, Kung Fu really on the NES. School. That's a freaking great game.
0: Yeah, very, very cool looking game.
1: You're right. This looks just like Kung Fu. I'm looking at it the screenshots now. Yeah, yeah. no,
0: it looks, it looks so good, though. I don't know, man. I'm intrigued by it um i still want to do pick of the week for the seven day forecast but i think we should stop because we are going to have so many games i think we should stop picking what's going to score the highest and lowest for plan arrival yeah. we'll leave that uh in the graveyard with max level sorry sev i know that was one of your ideas yeah i
2: would say you leave it in yeah leave it
0: in the burial ground over there uh, blood restores. <laughs> i found i found what's going down this week
2: oh sev's ideas
0: <laughs> sev's ideas sev's booking Impact Wrestling Booking. Welcome, uh, yeah. My pick of the week this week is MLB The Show 23.
1: Mine's going to be Terra Nil. I am excited for Terra Nil. It's published by Devolver Digital. I'm a Devolver uh, fanboy.
0: You are. And, and that's my game. Sev? Nice. uh
2: I'm going to take Infinite guitars All right. Rhythm and mix.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Hell yeah. I like that we all had something different. And I think for most weeks, if we expand and include more games, we we likely will get very different, uh, you know, pick of the weeks, which should be exciting. So that's your seven-day forecast. Like I said, a lot of games releasing this week, more crowded than I thought it would be, but there's even more out there. So check your release list, check Steam to see what else is coming. A lot of good indie titles releasing this week as well. Moving into the extended forecast, um... We had some, well, not even some, a ton of release dates get confirmed. Oh, I didn't mention it during the forecast. Uh Metal Health Singer's DLC drops this week too, Kyle. Oh, and they're not right. adding yeah. um, they're not adding like new missions or whatever. Right. But it's just like new songs with Christina from Lacuna Coil and Will Ramos from Lorna Shore. Right. Um, right. I likely will listen to those songs this week when they get released. <laughs> Still need to play Metal Health Singer. Really do. Uh, Smile for Me releases on April 24th. Stranded Alien Dawn releases out of Early Access on April 25th. Honkai Star Rail releases on April 26th. That's the next game from miHoYo, the crew behind Genshin Impact. And supposedly there's like a stupid amount of people already pre-registered for Honkai. Um, People are waiting to, to check this out. Yes. Arc Runner releases on April 27th. Kyle, a game you might be very intrigued by, that just got announced this past week. Okay. Lego 2K Drive yeah. releases on May 19th. It is a Lego racing game, and it looks fun as fuck. After Us releases on May 23rd. Sev's Asma Chronicles releases on May 23rd, My is otherwise, otherwise known yeah. as My Asma Chronicles. Yeah. Glitch Busters Stuck on You releases on May 23rd as well. The Lord of the Rings Gollum, Kyle's future game of the year, releases that, on May 25th. Geez.
1: <laughs> I, say, I say it looks good once. You never. It. <laughs>
0: uh, Bat Boy also releases on May 25th which I'm glad that has a release date. That looks very good. Chronicles of Two Heroes Amaterasu's Wrath releases on May 26, which also looks like a fun little Metroidvania, which is why I included it. Mm -hmm. The Caligula Effect Overdose releases on May 30th. Park Beyond releases on June 16th. I am very, very, very excited about Park Beyond. Uh, I think I'm going to pre-order that. The digital deluxe edition, I think, and just go all in. That looks very fun. Aliens Dark Descent releases on June 20th. Crash Team Rumble also releases on June 20th. Sonic Origins Plus releases on June 23rd. Anonymous Code releases on September 8th. And Life by You, a new game coming from some veterans of The Sims that broke off of EA and formed their own studio. And it's a new type of Sims game. Releases in early access on September 12th. A lot of release dates getting confirmed this week. Some good stuff in there, though. Some good stuff. I'm glad to... I'm glad Q2 is fleshed out because, you guys know, next week is Thunderdome. Oh, shit. I was putting together the list for Thunderdome yesterday, and I am approaching 50 games. Yes. This quarter is fucking stacked. And like there's some very, very big releases this quarter. Tears of the Kingdom, Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. There's some big things Street this quarter. Street Fighter Six. Yeah, no. Well,
2: Monster Menu. Yeah. Street well, Fighter 6
0: is on there. It, it is on there. I know. But I don't that's know that huge. That's huge. Sure. Oh god. Sure. For who? Not Star for Wars me. Jedi Survivor. That's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Advanced Wars Reboot Camp? Yeah, that's oh, huge for yes. you and
0: Sev. That's huge for you too. <laughs> oh two. yes. I'm gonna have to knock that one out early. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We had one delay this past week. Venba was originally set to uh, release this spring, but it has been delayed to sometime this summer. But I saw it was added to Game Pass day and date. So that is how I will play this game when it comes out now. That's that um, South American inspired game, right? Like you're cooking and stuff and it's very right, yeah, go- gorgeous. Uh, but we've seen it a few times um maybe in a day of the devs. I think it
1: was. I think so. So.
0: Yeah. Or a humble direct, maybe
1: something like that. Yeah. Something or like a that. Tribeca. Could have been.
0: Actually, I know for sure it was in Tribeca, but I think it was I think it initially showed up at the day of the devs and then it was in Tribeca like the next day or something like that. Or right okay, after. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the only delay. And then next week we have some big games looking ahead. Uh Sev, you might be intrigued by Grim Grimoire once more.
2: Maybe once more, yeah. Yeah, which
0: is a, a nice little uh grid based RPG. So, you might want to check that out. A game that I am very looking forward to, Movie House. I don't know if anyone out there remembers the game on computer, PC, early days of PC, called The Movies. Um, it was basically... I'm trying to look to oh, see who I do. It was. Do you remember this game? Okay, it was developed by Lionhead, so it was a Peter Molyneux game. Okay. Um, and it was a business sim that puts you behind a movie studio, creating movies. Right. So movie House. About this week. Yeah. It's a great game, dude. It's a great game. Yeah. Movie House is a spiritual successor to that. Um, you are growing your own studio and producing movies and are in complete control. So, it doesn't look, uh, um, um, as, as in depth I, th- I don't think in some areas but in other areas it looks more in depth so I'm very intrigued to check this out I likely will be jumping in next week because I was such a big fan of the original um, that I, I would i have been dying for even a spiritual successor so I'll take this curse of the sea rats is next week I know uh there's been some intrigue about that game I think Sean was initially interested in it at one point because
1: he is a sea rat
0: he is a sea rat <gasps> Sev, I know you're yeah you said you were interested in this yeah, yeah. Um I have it on my Gamefly queue. If I have a spot open in time next week, I probably will get this shipped. And then a game that I'm actually surprisingly intrigued by cuz it looks gorgeous. EA Sports PGA Tour. EA you Sports to a took golf. a uh a, yeah, I, you like you got to you got to appreciate the golf from time to time. Um EA took a couple years off from their golf games right since they stopped doing tiger woods a few years ago Mm -hmm. 2k put out a golf game last year i think it was but this is ea sports's first golf game in a few years now and it looks pretty damn good it's called i think the the tagline is road to the masters and the like the storyline is about getting to the masters tournament or something like that so
2: road to be the
0: mightiest road road to be the mightiest golfer yeah golf game road to be the mightiest golf game now yeah Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo supposedly is hitting Xbox and Game Pass, I think, next week as well. It's either next week or the week after. So, um, yeah, some some good stuff coming ahead next week, too. But that's the extended forecast, and that's basically going to bring us to the close of Episode 1 of Play on Arrival. Much simpler, focused show, right? We're just talking about games coming out this week, games coming out next week, and games we played. Very easy, very, very easy. quick. Yeah, very easy, very easy. So, uh, do you want to take us out, Kyle? Do you have we a will. Do you have a PP this week?
1: Yeah, the personal. Do you have something tick? fun. You bet I do last this week, Last
0: week we didn't do it. We took it out old school last week. We kept gaining experience, but uh, we got to bring the PP back this week.
1: This one's a little different. This one goes along a little different lines, but I've been freaking loving this man. Uh, oh. I think this is definitely going to make my top ten list towards the end of the year. It's It's only March. I know. I know. But man, do I love this album. It is an album by the group named The War and Treaty. The War and Treaty are a married couple who are both incredible singers. Uh, This game is or this this album is called Lover's Game. And they the entire album is just about the two of them being in love with each other. It's very old country slash soul inspired, almost gospel inspired type music. Uh, But man, these two are so freaking talented, and you can just tell they're so freaking in love with each other. I am really enjoying this whole album. Uh, One of my favorite songs on there, second track, it's called Blank Page. Go give it a listen to it. It's called Blank Page by the band The War and
0: Treaty. This episode of Play on Arrival, the weekly video game forecast, has been brought to you by RPGera.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review, regardless of which platform you're listening on. If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed or following with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode.